Does this thing still work? I can't see the red flash. Oh, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. Okay. 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 Kevin Ball resigned recently to a two year deal. And what are his expectations and my expectations going into next year for our young big defenseman? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked On Devils. Buckle up, everybody. Did I press the right button? Here we go. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, Plebba play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential MIA member, Trey Matthews. I know it's been a minute, but for those of you who didn't know, I was on vacation, so I was away for over a week. That's why there were a lack of episodes for the last few days. I did my best to try to give you guys some content as the month of July was wrapping up. I spoke with Chrissy Flannery did a two-part episode with Jersey Joe, Sam Wu, and I also gave you guys some bonus episodes, but I am back, and this is the first episode for the month of August. And speaking of August, this is the part of the offseason where things start to slow down a little bit, and now teams are kind of past in, in regards to trying to sign players or trade for players. I, I know we just saw a trade a few days ago for Eric Carlson, but now that domino piece has fallen, I think it's safe to say that uh, a lot of teams are going to be taking it easy until training camp, preseason, and the start of the new NHL season uh, is in full swing. So as you guys know, I usually post episodes five times a week, but since now, once again, we're kind of at a slow part in the offseason for the month of August, expect only three episodes per week, and it's going to carry over into September for a few weeks, but by then, training camp will be right around the corner, preseason. I think some prospects will start to report. So once again, the quality of episodes is going to go down for the time being. But I am still here to try to give you guys the up-to-date news on the New Jersey Devils. And while I was on vacation, the news was pretty light for the most part. The only major thing involving the Devils was them extending Kevin Ball. So that's what we're going to focus on for today's episode. So I was able to sneak away from my vacation for about 10 minutes. I attended the Zoom press conference for Ball. I was able to ask him a few questions. So like I do with every free agency signing, trade, major news, whatever the case might be, I'll play you guys the sound bites throughout the entirety of the episode. In segment one, I'm going to read you guys the press release. Segment two, we're going to focus more on the skill set for Ball. So this is a topic that we're going to revisit because I talked about Ball and his overall impact with the Devils just a few months ago after the Damon Severson trade. And then in the third and final segment, we're going to talk about some goals and expectations I have for Ball going into the new year. And once again, we're going to hear from the word of mouth. We're going to hear from Ball himself. So let's start with the press release courtesy of the Devils PR team. So the Devils announced uh, a few days ago that they re-signed defenseman Kevin Ball to a two-year contract worth $2.1 million with an annual average value of $1.05 million. Now, if you guys recall, on July 1st, the only player that the Devils extended a qualifying offer to was Kevin Ball. So that meant players like Michael McLeod, Nathan Bastian, and Jesper Boquist became unrestricted free agents. Now, 
that sort of set the precedent as to what the future was like for Boquist and his involvement with the Devils, which was no involvement at all. Now he's with the Boston Bruins organization. And obviously the Devils were able to retain both McLeod and Bastion. But it was a smart move by Fitzgerald because it was best to try to work something else out with McLeod and Bastion. We knew that they were going to return, but I think a lot of people were just a little concerned is like, why are we only extending a qualifying offer to ball? But everything got worked out. Ball's back. McLeod's back. Bastion's back. But digressing a little bit, that was really the only major news that happened on July 1st when the free agency period started throughout the NHL. Ball appeared in his third NHL season with New Jersey and played in a career-high 42 games for the 2022-2023 season. He stands six foot six. He weighs 230 pounds. As my buddy Jersey Joe likes to describe him, he's sort of like a Sasquatch kind of figure. Posted a career high eight points, two goals, six assists, and 35 minutes in the penalty box last season. Ball also recorded his first career fighting major after he squared up with Boston Ford. Trent Frederick. I was actually in attendance for that. So that was kind of cool to see that happened on December 28th. He earned his second of his two career point streaks when he logged two assists from February 23rd to February 25th. Ball 6.52 hits per 60 minutes, ranked second for all New Jersey defensemen who played in more than 10 games during the 2022 2023 regular season. So I did not know that. The left-handed defenseman made his postseason debut in the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs and was one of 10 Devil skaters who earned their first career postseason point. Ball played in 11 of the team's 12 playoff contests and averaged 13 minutes and 31 seconds of time on the ice. The blue liner also recorded his first career postseason fighting major in game five against New York Rangers, squaring off with Ford, Barclay Goodrow. We all know that uh, famous picture. I actually tweeted that out when it was announced that Ball had re-signed with the Devils because uh, Ball gave Goodrow a pretty nasty right hook. And unfortunately for Goodrow, Ball's just uh, twice his size. So uh, Goodrow stood no chance. But I, like I said in that episode, recap in the game months back, I knew what Goodrow was trying to do. He was just trying to get a rise out of his teammates because the Rangers were pretty down bad and it was looking bleak for them as the series progressed. But we're not here to talk about the Rangers and Devils. We're here to talk about Kevin Ball. So my thing for Kevin Ball going into next year, and I said this especially with the departures of Ryan Graves and Damon Severson, I think it sort of jump starts an opportunity for Ball to eat up some of those minutes, be given a bigger role, because what it doesn't say in the press release was that Damon Severson and Kevin Ball were two of the more consistent defensemen for the Devils because I talked about how Severson, his offensive production went down a little bit, but he was still able to maintain his role on the roster because he was doing the little things correctly in order to help the Devils win. And that sort of rubbed off on Ball a little bit. And they were just a good dynamic duo during the playoffs, but a lot of people just didn't seem to realize it because they're not the most exciting players. They're not the most exhilarating players. But at the same time, Ball and Severson were able to hold down the fort defensively, and they did their job. Going forward, we're definitely going to see Ball progress more as a player, and I'll talk a little bit about that later on in the episode. But I did not ask Ball this question at the, at the press conference. James Nichols of New Jersey Hockey Now asked him this. Uh, basically talked about how prepared is ball 
going into next year now that he has some more experience under his belt, whether it was participating in the postseason or maybe seeing his role increase as the season progressed. Here's what Ball had to say in response to James Nichols. Last, uh, at the at exit interviews, you mentioned, you know, you felt that uh, you really started to belong in, in the lineup as an everyday player um, around the Florida Tampa trip. Um, how prepared do you feel now moving into next season, um, especially given the fact, like we mentioned earlier, minus, you know, two guys like Damon Severson and, and Ryan Graves, um, for you to be expected to be in the lineup full time? Yeah, I mean, I I do I do feel prepared, but I wouldn't say I feel comfortable. I mean, I want I want to come in with the same mindset I had last year, where it was you just got to fight for every inch. So um, I do feel very prepared, but I wouldn't I, I don't feel at all comfortable. Now, the interesting thing that Ball said during that soundbite was that he was not comfortable, and I think he knows that even though it's right there for him, it's there for him on a silver platter. He knows that he still has to show out and he has to hold his end of the fort because if he uh, has lackluster performances, he knows what could potentially happen. So let's go with some uh, recent examples for the Devils because I talked about the job security for Alexander Holtz. I haven't personally given up on him, but during exit interviews, the Utica Comets organization and also people of the Devils front office had a sit-down conversation with Holtz, and they had that serious discussion, which was, you need to step up your game, otherwise you're going to be benched, or you might be traded away. Let's look at another player who had moderate expectations going into the new year, and unfortunately wasn't all that consistent, and that was Fabian Zetterlin. Because if you guys recall, a lot of people were hyping up Fabian Zetterlin, and it was a big discussion. Who was going to make the opening night roster? Was it going to be Holtz? Or was it going to be Zetterlin? And unfortunately, come midseason, Zetterlin was a healthy scratch at times for the Devils. And when asked about it, Lindy Ruff just said Zetterlin wasn't performing well. He wasn't doing what the team needed to do in order to win. So he was a healthy scratch. And then come the trade deadline, he was dealt away. He was utilized in that Timo Meyer trade. So I think Kevin Ball sees what happens to these young guys because unfortunately for him and uh, I, I don't know like what his mindset is in, in this matter, but the devils are competing. Now they're trying to make deep playoff runs from here on out. So they're no longer rebuilding. So the patience and the tolerance for rookies and young players sort of goes out the door. So ball knows that he has to step up his game. He has to show consistency. He has to do what he was able to do during the playoffs or possibly maybe ball will hear himself in trade discussions. But I like his mindset, which is he says that he's not comfortable. He knows that he still has some work to do. He has to develop his game. He has to show signs of improvement. He has to do what he was able to do late in the regular season and during the playoffs as well, which is he has to showcase his skill set on a consistent basis in order to solidify himself as an everyday player or somebody who can be used in the long-term plan for the Devils. And I apologize if you hear rain or thunder in the background. It, it just starts storming out of nowhere. But show must go on. So in regards to uh, Ball and his response to saying that even though he was prepared thanks to his role increasing late in the year, I, I kind of liked his mature answer, which was, he said he's not comfortable because he knows the job's not finished. He still has a lot of work to do, but he's heading in that right direction. So we're going to talk more about Ball and how his skill set was utilized momentarily. But before we continue, 
I want to tell you guys about a product that I use literally every day. So AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. And I drink it literally every day. I drink it before I record a podcast, before I go to the gym, I before I go on long car rides because I need to be happier. I need to be healthier. My body's a temple. Got to start treating as such. So AG1 is a foundational nutrient supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotics, and more in one simple drinkable habit. Science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients, AG1 is raising the standard for quality in supplement category. AG1 helps you build your health foundation first. So once again, I drink it a lot because it makes me happier, makes me healthier. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. Okay, so let's talk about how ball was utilized during the course of the season for the Devils. So some of the stats that pop out to me is that he appeared in 42 games. He had 64 hits, which ranked 11th on the team. He had a defensive point share of 1.4, which ranked 13th on the team. And he had 38 blocks, which also ranked 13th on the team. So I talked about this in a few previous episodes, which is, had Ball played like 60 or 80 or so games for the Devils, then those numbers would have been inflated. So the fact that he's in the middle of the pack on the Devils roster for hits, defensive point share, and also blocks, I think it kind of showcases his potential. And I think if if he's just given more time and more opportunities to appear in games, I think we can definitely see a surge in his numbers and his production I think a lot of people will uh, start to label him as sort of that underrated X-Factor piece that is on the Devils roster once again. So I had the chance to ask Ball, how did he feel like he was utilized late in the year and during the playoffs? And also interesting fact for you guys, the Devils were so impressed with his response. And I guess they liked the question that they actually used this soundbite to promote it on a tweet and basically show everyone like, here's his media press availability. So that was kind of cool to hear my voice on a devil's tweet, but not about me. Once again, here's what Ball had to say when I asked him, how do you feel like he was utilized during the season? Kevin, my first question for you is, uh, it was quite evident that you played a vital role on the devil's blue line late in the year. I would like to hear your perspective in regards to how you felt like your skill set was utilized during the season. Yeah, I think, um, I think I, I kind of needed to grow and find out like what I was, uh, you know, what I was going to do on this team and what I was capable of. I think I, I came a lot, a long way just because I was learning how to, you know, play certain situations, what I can and can't do, what I can get away with. Um, and then for fast forward a couple of months going into the playoffs, you know, just learning that being, being that physical guy, that's a big element in playoffs, especially when you're, you're playing seven games straight. So, um, yeah, it's a big learning curve. Once again, if he's just given a bigger chance, if he appears in more games, I think the sky's the limit for Kevin Ball. He's not going to light up offensive numbers, but that's not his job. His job is to, once again, hold down the fort 
on the defensive side of things, and he's a big body. It's hard to bully him, just as Goodrow. So I think Ball definitely, for what it was worth, for the amount of games he was given, I think he made the most of it. And now, for the time being, I think he is definitely showcased to the Devils that he can definitely be uh, used in more ways than one going into next year. So I know that we lost some key defensemen in Severson and Grays, but I think a lot of Devils fans can sleep well at night knowing that you got people like Ball, Hughes, Nemetz, and a few other defensive uh, prospects in the pipeline, including Seamus Casey, who quite honestly should be converted to a forward, but that's a discussion for another time. So I think he was utilized quite well, and I loved his response. Now, I asked Ball, like, obviously you lost a few key defensemen, but there's definitely a new identity for the Devils, which is you got a lot of uh, uh, impactful players that aren't going to get their names in in the headlines too often. So players like John Marino, Jonas Siegenthaler, you got someone like Dougie Hamilton. If all goes well for him, maybe he could get his name back into the Norris Trophy race. You also got people like Hughes, Nemetz, like I just mentioned, young players who have a lot of upside and you add someone like Colin Miller to the roster. I asked Ball, how excited is he going into next year with the defensive core surrounding him? Here's what he told me. Seeing the growth and development of yourself, Luke Hughes, a few other prospects, and also the addition of Colin Miller, how excited are you going into this season with the current defensive unit surrounding you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for a decor, but especially as a team. I mean, we, we got to the second round and we're, I don't know how young we were last year, but I think we were pretty high up there. I mean, I remember maybe the year before we were number one or number two. So it's pretty exciting being this young and uh, this talented. I wish he went into a little bit more detail because yeah, we all know that the devils have a good team, but I want to hear more about the defensive core surrounding you once more. So that's why I try to angle it towards the defensive side of things because we all know about the Devils top six. It's loaded and it's going to be one of the scariest top six throughout the entire league, in my opinion. But for the defensive side of things, I, once again, I had someone say that Siegenthaler and Marino are just two random dudes like months back. And I'm just like, he, they might be random to you, but uh, everyone in the Devils organization knows how impactful they are. They know how important Siegenthaler and Marino are to the roster. So I wanted Ball to just go into a little bit more detail because, once again, people aren't really going to be buzzing about Kevin Ball outside of the Devils' discourse, and that's perfectly fine. But I was just hoping that he would go into just a tad bit more detail, but he is right. The the team that the Devils have assembled, put together during the offseason with their genius uh, general manager and Tom Fitzgerald, I think a lot of people should be excited for the Devils going into the new year. And to use the same metaphor that Toffoli used to describe himself, Ball is now uh, one of those puzzle pieces that can try to make the Devils a lot better on the defensive side of things. So once again, Devils have a good team, but I think a lot of people are underestimating their defensive core. Yes, they lost Severson. Yes, they lost Grays. But a lot of people are apprehensive about having so many young players try to anchor the blue line for Devils. But quite honestly, people like Ball and Hughes were able to showcase their skill set. That's why you get someone like Miller. So that way you have some more options to go to because is Shimon the Mets ready to jump to the NHL? We really don't know for the time being. Personally, I think he was able to showcase what he was able to do for the Utica Comets. So I would 
be perfectly comfortable if Nemets made the opening night roster for Devils, but that's a topic for a different discussion. So in regards to Ball, he is now the leader amongst the young players for the Devils who are trying to uh, make a name for themselves on the defensive side of things because obviously he has more experience and a lot of those young guys like Hughes and Nemets should really lean on his shoulders. And then you got up and coming prospects who can definitely maybe make a name for themselves. Like once again, the, a name that's been trending um, on devil's Twitter a little bit is uh, Seamus Casey and what he was doing for team USA. But uh, going forward, I think ball will uh, go up a little bit more if he appears in more games. So let's talk about some goals for Kevin Ball. And before I give you guys my thoughts, James Nichols of New Jersey Hockey Now had the chance to ask Ball once again, like, what are some of his goals going into next year? And uh, James, I was actually going to ask that question, but, you know, he got he beat me to it. So uh, just a little bit of a joke. So here's what Ball had to say when James asked him. Obviously, you know, you signed that two-year deal, a, a bridge deal there. What goals do you have for yourself moving forward? Um, you know, maybe even heading into your next contract to say to yourself, you know, maybe I can get back on a few more uh, a few more years uh, the next time I, I get to uh, free agency. Um, I think a big thing for me is I, I want to work on being a better PK guy and just being more relied on in that regard in defensive situations. Um, I think that could be a big part of my game and something I was really good at growing up. Before I give you guys my thoughts, as as you guys know, Jersey Joe, he's a friend of the show. He's a recurring guest. He is a fellow writer of mine over at Pucks and Pitchforks, and he actually released an article talking about Kevin Ball and his production. So here's what Jersey Joe said in a recent article. He said, Kevin Ball's 15 points and three goals per 82 rate last season show his passing and his shots on net are being utilized more than prior seasons. He could eventually spike to possibly 20 to 25 points. On the plus minus, Kevin Ball is looking at the possibility of a plus eight being a positive influence for being out on the ice when his teammates score. And Jersey Joe also incorporated a uh, a tweet from AR Hockey Stats. And here's what uh, AR Hockey Stats had to say about Ball and the new deal. They said Ball re-signed with the Devils for a two-year deal annual value of 1.05 million this is a very fair deal for both sides in our eyes ball is a good third pairing defenseman for new jersey so ball said that he wants to have a bigger contribution on the penalty kill and i wouldn't put it past him i think he definitely has the tools to try to be a decent penalty killer because he's a big guy he has long arms he has a cannon on that stick so I think my thing for Kevin Ball, aside from penalty killing, is that just showcase what you're able to do. Don't try to overdo it. You know what you're able to do late in the year, during the playoffs. You just have to be a steady defenseman. You just have to be a rock. You don't have to uh, rack up a lot of points. You got Dougie Hamilton to do that. You got Luke Hughes to do that. You possibly got Colin Miller to do that. So I think for Ball, just stick to what you already know. And I think another thing that Ball needs to sort of work on is just when, while we're on the subject of him just uh, being a better stick handler, try to also demonstrate that in the penalty minutes uh, category because Ball ranked eighth 
on the team in penalty minutes with 35s. And once again, he only appeared in 42 games. So you got defensemen like Damon Severson. They had more minutes in the penalty box, but Severson appeared in 81 games. Siegenthaler had 44 minutes in the penalty box, but he appeared in 80. Dougie Hamilton, he had 50, but appeared in all 82 games. Brendan Smith, he was second on the team in penalty minutes. He had 63 but he appeared in nearly 20 more games than Ball. So that's my thing for Ball, which is don't get too flashy. Just stick to what you already know. I think the big thing is, and similar to what Jersey Joe said, just make sure that you're useful, not a liability, and try to get those penalty minutes down. Because if you appear in anywhere from 60 to 80 games and those penalty minutes uh, increase times two, you're going to be right back being a healthy scratch. So, That's my thing for Ball, which is he's going to make the opening night roster. He's not safe by any stretch of the imagination. We've already seen uh, players like Fabian Zetterlin get the boot and people like Alexander Holtz get the talk. So I think Ball knows that when it comes to young players and trying to perform on this Devils team, he knows that it's no longer a rebuilding circumstance. It's now trying to compete for a Stanley Cup. And if you are more of a detriment than an asset, you're going to be dealt away or you're going to be scratched. So that's my thing for ball, which is don't overdo it. You're a good player. We all know you're a good player. Just maintain what you're able to do. Work on your stick handling just a little bit more. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section. What did you think about Kevin ball and his extension? And what are your expectations for him going into next year? So I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast streaming service, Hit me up on my personal Twitter page. I am still calling it Twitter. Elon Musk, I am not calling it X. I, I, I Maybe I will some down, sometime down the road, but it's still Twitter. So follow me on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again. Got some great stuff planned. Got a big name guest star hopefully lined up. Just waiting for that confirmation. So lots to be excited for on Locked on Devils. I'm back once again.